Ani stepped off the airplane and immediately sensed she was in a new place as the odors of fried food and coffee assaulted her senses. Excitement and fear intermingled as she settled her backpack more securely on her shoulders and followed the crowd through the airport. She glanced around at the signs in English. Some were easy to read and others more confusing. She particularly wondered about a sign that said "Imagine" with a freckled-faced boy looking up. She couldn't fathom what it could mean. The crowd was thinning out, so she was relieved to see a sign with an arrow pointing towards the baggage claim. As she watched the suitcases go around in a circle, her mind wandered back to her mother's parting words when she left Beijing eighteen long hours ago. Ani, promise me you will marry a Chinese man. Of course I will, mother. I'll be back after these two years of graduate school, and then I'll think of such things. Her mother looked sad beyond words. She hung her head and said so quietly that Ani had to lean near her to hear. You won't be back. Ani playfully threw her arm around her mother's thin shoulders. Don't be silly. I could never stay away from you longer than two years. To her delight, it worked. Her mother smiled and brushed Ani's hair from her face as she used to do when she was a child. But when she turned to wave a last goodbye, she noticed the sober look was back. She knew her quiet, unemotional mother was feeling great sorrow because she truly believed Ani would stay in America. At this moment, she would gladly return to her mother's arms. Feeling alone and bewildered, she wondered what she could possibly have been thinking to travel such a long way from home. Her reverie was interrupted as the bright red suitcase caught her eye. All her worldly possessions were in that bag. With unreasonable fear, she grabbed it as if it might be snatched from her hands at any moment. As she hoisted it off the conveyor belt, she wished she left a few more books at home. It was far too heavy for her small frame. After going through customs and having her bag X-rayed and searched, she finally walked into the terminal. She was pleased that it looked a lot like the one in Beijing. She was already hungry to see something familiar. In customs, she'd been treated suspiciously from the start. As if she were a spy or a terrorist, the personnel had been rude, speaking in heavily accented English. Ani hadn't meant to disregard anything they said, but she had trouble understanding them. She spotted an official-looking woman in uniform. Would you tell me where I could get a train to Redbud Corner? The woman looked her over and said, "Oh, honey, there are no trains here. You'll have to get to the train station. How can I do that?" Cabs are right out there. She pointed to double doors that led out into a street area. Ani found a cab right away. To her relief, when she asked the driver to take her to the nearest train station, he took off with a nod. She was pleased that he drove carefully. There were so many more cars on the road than at home. The traffic was frightening, and she tried not to watch as the cabby wove in and out of the different lanes. Here you are, Missy. That'll be eighteen ninety-five. Ani was shocked. She'd ridden all over Beijing for just a couple of dollars. She must have heard him wrong. He too had a strange accent. How much? She asked, waiting to hear the correct amount. This time, he pointed to the numbers on the panel to show her, eighteen ninety-five. She couldn't believe it. With trembling hands, she gave him a precious twenty-dollar bill that she'd just exchanged at the airport. She only had twenty-four more of those, and then her money would be gone. She needed to get a job quickly when she got to the university.
After leaving the cab, she made her way to the ticket counter of the train station. When she asked for a train to Redbud Corner, the teller said, No train to Redbud. The train line don't go that far. Annie tried to ignore the teller's poor English, but felt a great sinking in her heart. How can I get there, then? Go as far as Kramer, then take a bus or a cab. Another cab, Annie thought with horror. But not knowing what else to do, she bought the ticket to the unknown city of Kramer and waited a short while to board the train. As soon as she sat down, she fell asleep. After all, it was the middle of the night in Beijing. She arrived in Kramer in a fog and wondered what to do next. There were cabs everywhere, but no bus in sight. In desperation, she took a cab the 30 miles to Redbud Corner and paid the exorbitant fee reluctantly. By this time, it was six o'clock in the evening. The cabbie had dropped her in the middle of campus, but she had no idea where to go next. 